Hey, Queenies, with Matters of the Heart, life is much too short to while away the tears, or at least that's what I've been told. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Take yourself back to a time when you were cock of the walk, big man on campus, then lock your do in with loads of hairspray and flick your big lighters in the air. We are talking Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Kiss Kevy. Seaside Park Review. <laughs> hey, Kev. Hello. Randy here. Randy there. Kev here. How are you? I'm feeling better now, but I'll tell you something, Mr. Woods. Well, they hate. I blame you, <laughs> but go on. <laughs> Monday, Monday morning wasn't, it wasn't the best morning I've had this week, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, my and Monday. you're blaming me, but who who, who was the who was the instigator in this me, whole thing? Me, who who brought over all the beer? <laughs> that was you. It's rude not to, isn't it? When you go over to someone's house, it's rude not to bring things. No, especially in such vast quantities. But what I would like to say is, I would really like to give myself a pat on the back <laughs> because <laughs> because despite the condition that these two idiots were in, I managed to get my garbage out for pickup Monday morning. You did? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and quite surprising. It was a really proud moment. Really oh, my. Saves you a little bit of marital strife, eh? Yes. Yes, it does, because we all know that's the source of many, many a divorce. Well, you know, I, I did post out on our socials, Randy, that I was, I was, we were getting together, and, you know, it was good to get communion, because we haven't, we mm. haven't communed for, for some time, hey? Nope. We see each other on Zoom, but actually not very much in person. Uh, last oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess for our uh, uh, American listeners, this is July the 4th. So uh, happy U.S. Day. Yeah. And uh, Canada's was July 1st, which was just a few days ago. That was Saturday. And uh, I think this was the greatest distance between sets for me. I played two sets in uh, our national park, Prince Albert National Park and Waskasu yeah. Lake. And then I drove back. I should see how many kilometers it is. And uh, we played in front of the fireworks festival in downtown Saskatoon. Well, that's got to be about 220, 230 kilometers, isn't it? Well, uh, you know how we like to measure things by distance by time in Canada? Yeah, a couple hours. It's a two, it's a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. So two and a half there. Play two sets, two and a half back, and then fight our way down through downtown, trying to get our gear close to the stage. While it was tumbling and the wind was blowing like crazy, and tents were flying, and we didn't know if we were going to play, <laughs> and then we eventually did. And uh, ha- suffice to say, I was a very tired guy the next day. And then this Yahoo shows up with a few gallons of beer. So yeah, but. Again, though, because you, you know, now and again, well, because for our listeners, again, my, my schedule is usually fairly busy. Um, so when Randy will sometimes say, hey, do you fancy going for a pint? I'm like, ah, dude, no, I got soccer or something's going on or whatever. But you caught me in a good moment. And I said, no, I got nothing going on. I should come. And you said, well, do you want to come over to the studio? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. And brought some beers over. And I thought that maybe, you know, you thought that maybe we'd have a beer and we ended up having, I don't know, eight or nine. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> or maybe more. <laughs> something like that. Anyhow, I did like this post that uh, my, our friend Cora Morissette posted on his uh, on his Twitter there, Randy. Remember, this is a photo of uh, Captain. Can you see it? You can see my screen. Yeah, right? yeah. 
So, so it's a photo of um, Captain America. It says, remember to leave some cookies and milk out tonight for Captain America. So there you go. That's what the Americans have all got to do. That's there you go. <laughs> Very nice. But no, happy fourth to all of our American friends and listeners. Um, Absolutely. Hope, we a, hope we had a great day. Yes. Yeah. And the other, any other news? Nothing else going on here. I mean, it's, it's all happening here, mate. I, I, I told you today that I had a, I had a podcast breakthrough today. I was editing my uh, my other podcast, my Tom Petty project, and discovered that because what I usually do is because that's um, written and narrated rather than just two idiots, you know, bullshitting. I'm a little bit more particular about leaving <laughs> breaths in and clicks and all that kind of stuff. So it usually takes me a good an hour just to sort of edit just those out, right? Yeah. Well, I found this little magic thing in Adobe Audition called an auto gate, where you mm-hmm. set the threshold for where you want it to cut the breast, and it just vamos gone. I was like, mm-hmm. well, where's this been for the last fucking year and a half? Would have been what bloody you, handy. You're learning, Kev. Yeah. That's awesome. See, I would have thought my audio friend, my audio guy, might have said, hey, Kev, you know, it's probably got an audio gate or something in, in Audition that you could use, you know. Well, Audition has tons of great uh, noise reduction. I just didn't realize you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Never asked. It, it took, like, it's so stupid that it's taken me, I don't know, yeah, like 18 months to talk, to Google Oh, I wonder if audition, how to get rid of breaths automatically in audition. Yeah, of course, there's a two-minute video. Watch it on YouTube. I thought, fuck me, that's easy. What a waste of the last 18 months that's been. So, but it's all good. There you go. There you go. You've done it, Kev. I have done it. You know, and then the other the other stuff, Wimbledon started. I know you're a big fan of the tennis. You've been a big sports guy. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm sure you were as absolutely furious as I was at the unsportsmanlike and we do have at least one Aussie listener the dreadfully unsporting play of the Australian cricket team in the second test of the Ashes um, at Lords. a disgraceful run out that okay yes technically it was in the rules of the game but very much against the spirit of the game Randy and I'm furious and yeah we talked about that we talked quite a bit about a bit about that on Sunday and I'm I'm with you I'm really really up on arms (laughs) yeah I bored you to death with far too much detail didn't I (laughs) I really honestly can't even I can't even believe it if, if I'm being truthful. Uh, and and the reason is, is because I don't really understand much of what you said when you were talking about it. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, you know what? Let's, Let's do, do some it. social media, Randy. Let's go over to the polls. So last week's episode um, was, is this world recreated? The uh, little ballad at the end there of the works, last track. And we tried to guess what our listeners would um, say on the polls. So, I said 58-42 in favor. I thought that the pendulum might just swing the right way because there's a lot of Queen fans love everything they do. Mm-hmm. And you said 50-50. So we had 94 votes on the poll, Randy, which is the third highest number that we've had on any poll so far. What nice. were the results? Well, Kevin, they were 50-50. Dead on. Which means... Uh, son of a... I, I got it. I got it dead on. That's uh, really, a, really a testament to my complete and total guesswork. <laughs> I should go back at some point and figure out who's winning because I think it might still just be me, but you know, well, not, not that I'm competitive or anything. But <laughs> no, no, yeah, well, we should check the stats. So 50 50. Um, and Alex Small said, Champion for me for the vocals and guitar, as Fred's upper register gives me goosebumps and I love the acoustic tone. But we are brought back to earth by the lyrics, which don't sit well when sung by millionaire rock stars. Still, it scrapes champion. And then he says, Forgive me at lap pods. Uh, you know, I had read that as well, and I was wondering why why we have to forgive him for the lap pods. No, he well, because I think if I remember rightly, I don't think the boys over at the, uh, in the lap of the pods like this song either, and he's a big fan of that show as well. So I think he's kind of apologizing to them for upvoting this song. Oh, okay, is my okay. suspicion. Okay, okay. Uh 
<laughs> uh, cheap B movie. Just a just a a, a gif. It says dust. Anyone? No. Dust. Marjorie Dawes, the infamous Marjorie Dawes. There you go. I didn't know who that was. So yeah. Uh, Dominic Pierce, great pod as always. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, I have to disagree on this one though. This is a Grade A champion. I admit the lyrics are a bit dated, but its heart is in the right place. I also like the fact it is the last song on the works. It made me think about the lyrics whilst I turned the tape over. So turn it over to, you know, put it back on on side one. So I see, yeah, I see where you're coming from, Dominic. Repeat nice. listens. Yeah. Uh, Doug Seabus. Some of these comments are diametrically opposed to one another, yet I find myself agreeing with all of them. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's a it's a polarizing song, but it's, yeah, I, told, I completely agree with that. I mean, apart from yeah. people who are saying it's a champion, otherwise I don't agree with that, but... Uh, Jim C at Curry Sparkle says it's not bad. Fred sings great. Brian plays nicely. It's short. It's sweet, and it's completely forgettable after you hear it. It's the very definition of partridge shrug gif. So yeah, that's I mean, again, you know, you don't know Alan Partridge. I got to get him to Alan Partridge, man. I got to, I got to show you. So I got to get, got to get you indoctrinated into the ways of the partridge. I certainly recognize him, uh, you know, the actor, but I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not familiar with the, this role he's playing here. Uh, Nikki the midwife says boring filler so dull I don't even have an anecdote about it not technically a bad song and if you had a third option I'd probably put it there instead it's definitely dusted and Lynn Davidson says drivel which uh, <laughs> short and sweet yeah that's right like the song yeah. <laughs> yeah shark sandwich there's no uh, there's no bridge in that comment you know it's just a, it's a no. one one verse and out to the point in and out done and dusted. Bryce C says, among the worst Queen songs ever, a poor attempt to recreate the Queen world they created during their try-harder years. Sadly, this and many of the songs from the 80s were dusters. Bring out the Eubank, Brycey. PJ at New Mercury says, I haven't had the chance to listen to the episode yet, and I normally reserve judgment because your points sometimes sway me. Uh, but not today, because this is dustier than the top shelf of my eight-foot-high bookcase. So, Man. yeah, that's that's plenty dusty. That's a tall bookcase. That's a tall, dusty. Where's, where's PJ you living? What? He's living in vaulted ceilings. Is he living in the lap of luxury here? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe PJ should crawl up on a ladder and fucking work on some of that dust <laughs> up there. <laughs> yeah, if it's dusty, then not quite. Yeah, if it's dusty as this song. Yeah, if it's as dusty as this song, I would consider it. But and but I totally agree with with PJ. So. <laughs> And so Ian Winnick, our uh, Irish displaced Irish friend, says, like Prince, Queen always sound out of their depth when trying to adopt a social conscience. The lyrics of this song rival even the title track on The Miracle in sheer toe-curling awfulness. To quote Blackadder, it's wetter than a Haddock's bathing costume. Dust the fucker. <laughs> and so, you I mean, I'm guessing you you have to be familiar with Blackadder. Of course, yeah. Of course. But So this is Blackadder, the, the second, the second, uh, oh no, it's not got the beard. I'm not too sure what that image is from now, now that I've said that. Maybe it's from one of the uh, specials. Anyway, getting into two, but that's, I'm, I'm geeking out about Blackadder now. No, I'm not Queen. Uh, Lisa Malloy says, "Dust, dust, the dust, dust." I, it, dust, dust, the dust, dust. Is that how you didn't interpret yeah. that? Yeah, dust, dust, the dust, dust. A total know. skipper for me, and then uh, <laughs> a nice animated <laughs> gif of a very happy-looking turd. This is a happy piece of shit walking down the street. <laughs> uh, P at P seventy, mawkish and sickly shite it makes another day in paradise sound like raining <laughs> blood <laughs> still can't believe it made the acoustic set 
Sorry, guys, while you're eating the overpriced hot dog, here's a little ditty about famine. We mean it, man. <laughs> Great, eh? Brilliant. I love it. Wow, well, another day in paradise. I mean, I, I'll hand on my heart. You know, we're talking about sort of guilty pleasures. I don't hate that song, but I like <laughs> Phil Collins. So, you know, but I, I agree. It is very sickly sweet. It, yes. Yeah. It's sappy. Paul Bradbury, Journal Paul B, says, Dustier than a very dusty thing on its dustiest day. Beautifully sung and played, but the lyrics are absolute tosh, and as you guys pointed out, a little tone deaf. Its relative brevity is its only saving grace. <laughs> so thank God it was over quickly. Nice. Black Pie. I'm torn. 13-year-old me thought it was profound. 51-year-old me knows better. But still beautifully sung and plucked. And what a contrast to the wankaroo of less than a year prior with the Starfleet project. Champion, just because live aid poignancy, extra time on stage. So, yeah, interesting. And I do believe I had commented uh, something too about, uh, you know, being a young, impressionable teenager and how things that seem profound then in your adult brain is like, no, geez, it wasn't nearly as profound as I thought it was. No, no. <laughs> and we do, have to, we do have to ask Black Pie, who hurt you? What, what, what's your beef with the Starfleet project, man? Come on, really. It's a fantastic, fantastic bit of music. Come on. Show, show, show us on the Red Special where you were touched. Anyways, Alice's dad, with the blue tick, of course. We have to make sure we re uh, reference the blue tick. Uh, says, I've always flip-flopped between love or hate for this one. Things I love, vocals and guitar. Things I hate, too much reverb. And lyrics that would make even Bono say, steady on, Fred. Uh, it's a difficult one, this. I'm going with champion, if only for today. Tomorrow, who knows? So, yeah, I mean... A lot of people really on the fence on this one. If we had a third option, I think this would have been 85, yeah. 90% nice in the middle. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, Doug Seabus again here. Dug up my ancient Queen scrapbook for this review of one of, of one of Queen's 1985 Rock in Rio shows. I have many times borrowed the line. It's enough to bring a cold tear to my glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, that line was omitted when the re review was posted online in 2022. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. Well, the review the review says it because he posted a photo of it. It says, the biggest pain in the nose is when Freddie and Brian climb upon two stools and make like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin after a night on some mutant drug for Is This the World We Created? A pure acoustic wimp out for James Taylor junkies looking for a fast fix. It's enough to bring a cold tear to my glass eye. Yeah, fair enough. Nice. Can see, that's shades of that. I can see that. Yeah, I love that. Brilliant. Uh, and then, um, so our next one is from uh, our Aussie friends, um, Jace over at Queen Rocks. I don't know if I'm going to read this out after the behavior of his, uh, his country mates in the fucking cricket. I don't know if I should. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let, let it go. We'll let bygones be bygones, I think. Eh? Let it go, Kev. Is this the song we created? Uh, the sentiment is worthy and the performances are excellent. However, the songcraft, arrangement, and production are disappointing. Tossed off works filler. Everyone is entitled to speak their truth, but this appears to lack sincerity. A rare dust for me. Oh, there you go. I'm back on. I'm back on side with uh, with our friend there. <laughs> uh, Rob Mars says, "Dust. I can defend anything on the works, but this and I want to break free solo to play this at Live Aid." get a bump in album sales as a result and then give fuck all of the money to band-aids <laughs> is an unforgivable is as unforgivable as sun city. Yeah. That's always a thing with um, charity, like those big charity concerts say you do, you are always slightly wondering, well, are they just doing it to get back into the, you know, back onto the radio or get some, you know, cause of course they're going to get a bump after that. And queen got a huge bump after live. I mean, that was a re re kickstarted their career. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get it. But, I mean, they also weren't in control of that either, right? Yeah. Um, Pank, 
at PankP007. I'm going to insert the uh, 007 music over the top of reading this. Um, at the time, teenage buffoonery in brackets. Wow, so deep and meaningful. Now, complacent, poverty porn, and unworthy. Kills side two as man on the pro kills side one. The highs on the album, though, remain Himalayan. Nice. Rob Hatton. This would be in the neutral zone if that was an option, but I'm voting dust for anything that lands in the middle ground. I've never used to notice the hypocrisy of the lyrics, but then I imagined someone like you two or Coldplay <laughs> singing them, and then it hit me. <laughs> Not bad overall. Yeah, and isn't that a fair point? Uh, which <laughs> I forget who was. <laughs> I can just imagine. I can just imagine bon- Bono saying to Freddie, "Steady on." <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that old anecdote about about Bono, hey? Getting up on stage and just starts clapping his hands, and he's clapping, clap, clap. <laughs> Every time I clap my hands, a child in Africa dies. And some guy in the back of the room, stop clapping your fucking hands, then. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Stephen Ursel says, I get why the lyrics might great, but taken at face value, it is well intended, and it is a really beautiful, simple song, unlike anything else in the Queen catalogue. On balance, champion. So there you go. Someone taking it. Taking it out face value, which again, if you do, I still think they're a bit. I think what's the term you use? Weak sauce, right? They're still a bit yeah. like eh, I don't know. You could do it better than that, anyway. Yeah, but fair, fair point. I don't think yeah. I don't think in their you know millionaire, you know, rock star brains thought they were doing a disservice. Yeah, for sure. What, you know, I just I guess I'm just assuming that. But what the hell do I know? Uh, Andrew Holloway and I don't know if we've had Handronicus 101. Um, tweeting at us yet, Randy. So that's uh, if you're first timer, Andrew, welcome. Um, and thank you for commenting. It says, I'm sure it was heartfelt, but by the time of the works, I felt that album had a bit of a by the numbers feel to it. Here's our rock and roll song, Man on the Pro. Here's our metal song, Hammer to Fall. And here's our acoustic ballad, Is This the World We Created? Dust for me. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be when we get some of those other songs on the works, it's going to be interesting because, again, that's another album that sort of holds a bit of a place in my heart. So I think going back and listening to some of those and trying to be a little bit more critical about them and listening to them with, you know, with that set of ears instead of the the pure fanboy ears. I don't know. Maybe I'll land somewhere different. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. Hey, Randy, it's Sean Geek. Uh, you know, the dunderhead from Winnipeg <laughs> Kev was talking about on the episode, just saying hello, telling you I love the show. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate that. I agree with everything you two said. Pandering? Yeah. This was barely a song. <laughs> In fact, your banter was the best part of this one. Uh, hoping for gold next week. Hey, thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sean, man. And I was just sorry, I should mention too that I am again um, the guest on this week's episode of the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast because they broke it. We chatted for so long that they had to break it into uh, into two episodes. So, And again, Sean, very, very nicely played another one of my songs this week, which was super cool. And if you listen to that and you like it, you know what? Um, give some love to Randy as well because he produces all my stuff and he is a fucking wizard. Thanks, Kev. Uh, Brian Crozier, Cynical Tosh. Worst thing, worst song on the works. Anyone who champions this needs to have a wee lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is because I think it was quite late in the day. I asked it, can I still have a wee lie down even though I dusted it? Because I, I did quite fancy a nap at that point. So, <laughs> <laughs> Bit light photography at Ruddy Rutherford. Okay, it's clunky as hell, but it actually sums up how I feel about the world. Add a verse about governments ignoring climate change and the media controlling the masses through misinformation, and you'd have a contemporary song. Mm-hmm. It's a champion for this bleeding-hearted liberal. Yeah. You know, I got to say, I, I I would say that I'm probably a bleeding-hearted liberal as well. 
I still don't like the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we're, we're basically all on the same, roughly on the same side of the social. I think so. Uh, I think so. Social political side, but I think we might have another new commenter. I don't recognize the name, Keith Austin. Oh my god, I'm not reading. Okay, at AU six four eight three six two one nine, Keith. I mean, that's that's quite the handle, man. Mm-hmm. Are you maybe another Aussie? Um, and if so, I the same comment about the cricket. Um, a close one for me. I agree with the apartheid government, and I agree that it shouldn't have been the last track on the album. However, this is what Queen do: something different, something controversial, sometimes exciting, sometimes wrong, yet always experimental. Champion. Yeah, good point. Uh, Richard McMahon looks like maybe another uh, another one here at B Y O Richard. Uh, the Dead Kennedys would be the ideal cover version of the work <laughs> tribute album. Give it a little lift, perhaps alongside a Bob Dylan cover of I Want wow. to Break Free. I yes. want to break free. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break free. <laughs> yeah, but then he'd just fuck off into like a different time signature, a different key, and it would just like, oh, is this the same song now, Bob? Or, oh, yeah, it's doing the all right. I'm still just imagining the Dead Kennedys doing a cover version. That'd be great, eh? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> they might actually be able to rescue it. You never know. Um, Steve Russell, uh, hashtag Ubuntu. Having voted champion, I was curious as to why people would vote Bites the Dust. Reading their comments, I sort of get what they mean. Hashtag conflicted. Um, however, for the musicianship of Freddie's singing and Brian's guitar accompaniment, it's still staying just as champion. And yeah, I mean, we even we definitely said that on the episode. Like, it, Freddie's vocal is fantastic. You know, yeah. especially when he hits some of those high notes and holds them and puts the sustain on them. Um, Brian's playing is absolutely exceptional. Yeah. Just write a better lyric, boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't you know? I was going to say bring Roger in, but that might not be a good idea. <laughs> uh, Tom Boge or Boge, we're not sure how to say that. Uh, give the boys some credit because didn't this come out before the Band-Aid Do They Know It's Christmas? Uh, and definitely before that, We Are the World crap. Not <laughs> Dust, so champion. Huh. And and I got to be honest with you, I do not know uh, how that, where it came out in the timeline. Uh, but I would say that it, was, is, it is equally as cheesy and schmaltzy as yeah. Do They Know It's Christmas <laughs> and We Are the World. Yeah, so the works was February 84. Um, Band Aid released Do They Know It's Christmas in December of 84. So it definitely predates it. And you know what? I'm going to lose quite a few people here. I actually really quite like Do They Know It's Christmas. I know there's, I know there's sort of colonial, overbearing kind of Christian, you know, all that kind of bullshit that's associated with it. I know it's a bit, it is a bit patronizing, condescending, but I think that that one at least had some action behind it, where as misguided as Geldof was with his, campaign to get money to Africa that ended up in the hands of warlords um, and, and not in the hands of the people who needed it. I think the sentiment there was okay. So I'm, I'm more okay with that one than I am with uh, than I am with this one. So that's just me though. Yeah, yeah, that's just you. You're just one man. What can you do? I can do lots of things, but I can't change the past, Randy. No. Don't even ask me. You're powerless. Uh, Steve at Queen Rock says, it's great to hear an acoustic ballad amidst some of the 80s dribble. Apparently, it was written as a replacement to There Must Be More to Life Than This, which later went on Mr. Bad Guy. I'd have liked to hear that song with the full Queen treatment instead. And again, yeah, I mean, that's just another song that doesn't doesn't do very much of anything for me. Um, Marv over at Puzzle Like Us says, oops, voted the wrong way, bugger. But he doesn't tell us which way. Well, I know. I was just thinking I was reading that. Well, how come you don't tell us which way did you go? Come on, Marv, let us know, man. So Marv's, um, Marv does a great podcast uh, called Pods Like Us, and I've, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed to say, I've been on that podcast too, Randy. All I'm by an embarrassment, and I've, I'm, I'm sort of getting a bit ridiculous how many podcasts I've been on. So maybe, yeah, it's time well, that I, maybe it's time that I just cut it back a little bit. 
and I have suggested that you and the missus start, you know, maybe brown versus brown or brown on brown or brown squared. Just it's, it's, just so you can coming. get a little just to get a little bit of FaceTime with with the missus. I think maybe we're going to do it as, as a segment of this show, Randy. I think we're going to throw a little bit of thing in. I'm going to talk to her for next week or the week after because she's camping next week. We're going to see. I think she, she might be receptive to it. So we'll see. All right. Oh, okay. Well, if it takes off, then maybe you guys could start your own. Leslie says, champion follows the apocalyptic hammer to fall on the works, giving context, was remarkable at Live Aid, is on two fundraising compilation LPs, and isn't the lead track, Greenpeace T2, Earthrise final track. So I don't know anything about what that is. Uh, but uh, yes, we did watch a little bit of the uh, of their version of them play uh, playing it at Live Aid as well. Yeah. Paul Rowley, another one who's kind of like Lisa, just been very succinct, saying dreadful, truly dreadful. <laughs> I think generally, I think generally, Paul, we agree. <laughs> uh, JJ at a whole bunch of numbers says, uh, <laughs> one thing that's always graded with me is that on Live at Wembley and Budapest, the editor seemed to cut to Brian sitting playing while Fred sang somewhere a wealthy man. The iron of that never left me. I liked it before that. The last line of the song is heartbreaking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with all that. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with those comments. I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to Facebook quick and see what uh, people are saying there. Sure. So not many comments on Facebook um, this time around, Randy. Um, Russell Watkins says, Champion for me, nice, delicate little song that contrasts nicely after Hammer to Fall and the Works album. Michael J. Smith says, Is this the world recreated? I don't know, to be honest. What do <laughs> I know? <laughs> I don't know how to vote on for this one. So uh, it looks like Michael was uh, conflicted. Yeah. Deborah Standinger a beautiful song. Love the guitar. So it's a champion for me. And James Lawrence says, I like the song, but I think it's just outside top 50%. So we'll have to dust it. Um, and then, go. so we should have a look quickly. Let's have a see how they, uh, they voted. So seven champion on Facebook mm -hmm. and uh, two bites to dust. So yeah, the people on Facebook are just more positive. It's not all yep. those cynical old bastards on uh, like they got on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the that was the that was one poll that I ran this week, Randy. But there was a second, much more, I think, much more important poll mm -hmm. where we were trying to decide um who has the best hair in Queen in any era. So Freddie, John, Brian, and Roger. Now this was there was a lot of strong feelings for everyone except Freddie, actually. Freddie didn't get much love on, on this front. Um, but it was 9.8% Freddie, 12.2% John, 36.6% Brian, and 41.5% for Roger on 82 votes on this bit of fucking fluff. That's, well, I did not vote, which I should have, but I definitely would have voted uh, uh, Brian. <laughs> he had some pretty crazy hair there for a while. I do like PJ's comment, though. Brian is 90% hair. Nothing comes close, not even John in the 80s when he looked like Marv after that scene in Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Moody's comment is great, too. Roger, the cunt stole that Barnet from a lion. <laughs> Barnet? You know what Barnet means? No. Haircut. Yeah, it's your hair. Oh, there you go. Hey, nice. All right, so Mr. Woods, it's time. It's that time of the evening when we... Uh, we decide what song we're going to talk about. Now, for people who are joining us for the first time, do you want to let people in on the uh, the, the little secret about how we go about choosing which song we're going to pick week to week? Is it really a secret, though, Kev? Well, I mean, to be, if you've never heard it before, that's not a secret, I guess. It would just be something they didn't know, not necessarily a secret, but oh, for I see what you're getting at. All right. Yeah. See what I have to put up with here, people. So... I do believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Kev, is that uh, what we do here in the show is we uh, we talk about Queen songs, and they're just generated at random, and Kev's got this little wheel 
that he's found somewhere on the interwebs and it just spins and it's got a whole bunch of songs on it and they're all queen songs by the way i should add that <laughs> uh and then once wherever it stops we just then we just stop and we just talk about that song and we listen to it and that's honestly really the the the, the gist of the whole thing right there you, that's the that's the crux of it some might say that that my friend is you've that's better than you've done it before i think i think you've really got really? to the point there you oh, know good. i think you've really sort of got to about like lens fabulous tweet You've, yeah. you've not talked too much. You haven't waffled. You've just boiled it down to its essence. So well done. Well done. That's right. Yes. I really think that, that Lynn <laughs> really hit the hammer <laughs> Dribble. on the head of that nail. Um. Well, you know, the other thing I always do is get you to um tell me which song you think you might like to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I don't and know if just... something you were thinking. And then you always either prevaricate, so I don't know. And Okay, Kev, okay. I'm going to go with a big hit this time. You know what I want to hear? What's that? I want to hear You're My Best Friend. Nice. A little mm-hmm. deaky composition, is that's what you yeah. want? Like a nice, bouncy, melodic. Yeah. All right. Killer tune. Oh. Uh, I want to see something with the first album on an early track, and I want mm-hmm. Liar. Okay. Which I don't know if you're aware of that. I'm not too sure I'm familiar with, with that song, so... Yeah, I'm not sure. Should we spin the confounded wheel and see what it gives us? Let's do it. Okay, the wheel is spinning, because you can't see our screens. Randy can see our screen, and I can see my screen, obviously, because I'm looking at it. But we are going to be getting... Oh, no. Again, we're not getting anything from either album that we wanted. Um, We're getting something... I think it's maybe our... It's only our second track from jazz. What are Mm. we talking about tonight, Randy? Jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy. And I'd like to ask you now and again, from Mm -hmm. the title, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Do you think you know this song or not? I don't think I do. No, I'm fairly certain. Well, that's most excellent because after tonight, you will. I will. Excellent. All right. Well, let's um, let's bugger off and do the thing we usually do, where we, you know, try to sound at least semi-intelligent by doing a little bit of reading before we start talking about the song, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Quite the challenge. Marvelous. Well, I'm, I don't know if they want us to go. Do you want us to go? Uh, Freddie, the engine will be running in half an hour. Half an hour. Half a minute. Half a okay. minute. Hey, so we got jealousy. Freddie Mercury, three minutes, 13 seconds is what uh, Queen All the Song says. And, uh, you know, all the usual suspects. We got uh, Freddie playing some piano, uh, lead and backing vocals, Brian on acoustic guitar, John bass, Roger drums, uh, recorded mid-July, August 1978, Mountain Studios in Montreux and Super Bear Studios, uh, September, October 78. Uh, just reading here on, on Queen All the Songs, it's, uh, it mentions that Freddie didn't like to explain his songs too much and like to leave it up to the to the listener, which uh, I, I like, uh, and mm-hmm. I think that's actually a very good point. And he says here that, uh, uh, he says, I've always thought it's a bad idea to explain songs too much. I remember being so disappointed with what Paul Simon had to say about his writings. It destroyed my mental images. And yeah, I do totally agree. I really think that uh, an artist, once it's done, you should just leave that to let people interpret it as they do. Well, and Dylan, Dylan was really famous for that, right? When people would ask him, what is this about? He'd say, well, what do you think it's about? <laughs> Just completely yeah. deflect it and never answer. Yeah, exactly. Especially because, you know, with lyrics like, uh, the sun's not yellow, it's chicken. How do you explain that to anyone? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some, there's some cool stuff in this that I, that I, didn't, that I didn't know. And I, I think so. we'll get into it at the end. But, um, it, you know, we found out that lost to time because of a mixing error that happened in 78, the percussion track featuring a bass drum 
is missing from the original version, which is the version that's the version we are going to listen to. Um, but then it was later added back into the number for the re-release of the remastered album. So I think what we'll do is once we finish listening to it, and then we've done our re-listen through, we'll maybe just give a bit of a listen to the to the remaster just to see how that sounds. But it's odd that they would throw that in there. Like mm-hmm. you, you think, okay, well, it's missing. But I mean, that's the way the song is. If you're going to remaster, because adding a, a part in is remixing really rather than remastering, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I think that's a bit of a con. It's not remastered. It's remixed as well. <laughs> yeah, and Kev, I guess uh, I guess Brian did not use his Red Special on this either. Instead used a Halfred guitar, which uh, I'm not familiar with. So uh, yeah, interesting. But then he did say that he, um, he basically took off the original bridge and put a hardwood bridge on it, you know, chiseled it away until it was flat and stuck a little piece of fret wire material underneath and said the strings just very gently lay on the fretware and it makes that sitar-like sound. So when you get into it, and I know exactly what he's talking about there, but when we get into it, I think you'll sort of see Shreddy, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know where that's coming from. All right. All right, well, do you want to fire up a little bit of jealousy here, Randy, and uh, see what it's all about? Let's do it. So there it is. There's the sitar. It really does sound like a sitar, hey? does sound like a sitar, doesn't it? Yeah, wow, that's cool. I suppose if you play all those slidey notes too and play it in a sort of a bit more of a, an Indian raga style, it's, it's going to sound even more like a sitar. So, you know, mm-hmm. nice piano intro too, though. I do like the... Jazz does get a bit of criticism for the production on it, and there are spots in it where it isn't great. Um, but it's... Uh, I don't know. I think the piano on this sounds really pretty flipping good. Yeah. Oh, how wrong can you be? Oh, to fall in love was my very first mistake. How was I to know I was far too much in love to see? Oh, I do like that structure too, where it the it, it sort of. It, extends that last line in the verse you know for i was far too much in love to see so it sort of breaks the the straight you know four bars or whatever you're, you're kind of expecting i always like when people throw those little uh those little, yeah it was like i wasn't counting was it a bar or two or was it a yeah yeah, yeah. just a couple of extra but I heard bars, it yeah yeah see look at me now jealousy you got me somehow you gave me no Okay, Randy, so we've obviously we've got the 2011 remaster here because we can hear a kick drum. Yep. So let, I'm going to switch it over. I mean, we're not going to sort of restart, but I'm going to flip it over to Spotify so we can listen to the the Ridge, just so we get that sort of the right sense of it. You gave me no warning, took me by You know what's funny is I've heard this song a million times from being a young lad and listening mm-hmm. to this album over and over again. And I know the song really, really well. I don't think if you told, like, well, when I read that, I was like, the kick drum's missing. Mm-hmm. I had never noticed it before because I think your brain does that thing as we know where the kick drum goes. Mm-hmm. So your brain sort of just puts it there and you, it skips over it, right? You know, if you, if you were real listening, you'd notice and you go, wait a minute. But just on casual listening, you probably might not even notice that. Yeah, what's... It- <laughs> 
it is it is pretty interesting that it somehow didn't make it on the album like when they realized the blunder how come they just didn't like, yeah re-record it just re-record it yeah you would think that that would have got picked up i wonder it'd be, it'd be good to kind of interesting to find out at what point someone knew and someone found out because you can imagine right queen going to the studio the recorder and that's not how they meant it to sound because there's a kick drum on it and Clearly. you can imagine like it drops it's been pressed it's there's thousands of copies of it it gets played on the radio and yeah. one of them hears it and goes where's the fucking kick drum yeah <laughs> probably roger obviously You couldn't fail You had suspicion on my trail How, how, how Oh, my jealousy I wasn't man enough To let you hurt my pride Now I'm only left with my own jealousy And, I mean, it's, you know, if you play this to anyone who's even got sort of a passing interest in Queen, they'd be able to tell you who wrote this because it's got mm. Freddie all over I mean, first of all, obviously, it's piano-led, Pretty much everything that was piano led was 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 Freddie for the most part. Um, but even just the chord changes, the jazzy sort of not quite exactly straight rock and roll feel. You know what I mean? Everything everything just yeah. screams Freddie Mercury to you. Yeah, I would I would say less of the word jazz and more more of the word theatric. I would say describes yeah, especially especially this. Uh, yeah, just a you know a little more expensive chords and chords you would pay up to up to or upwards of I don't know what thirty dollars forty dollars. Well, it depends on the chord, Kevin. <laughs> that depends on the chord. Oh, how strong can you be with matters of the heart? Life is much too short to while away with tears. Right, little bass like that, isn't it? Nice yeah, and high up on nice? the fretboard, and I'm still I'm still wondering how the hell they let, let this go out of the studio without a kick drum. I honestly, I'm just still just trying to think how that all happened. Well, you know, you know what, did, 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 like did all the members of Queen like just go home for the weekend and <laughs> they left it to the they left it to the fucking janitor to bounce the tracks down and hey, we need this out by Monday. Yeah, you know, just while you're cleaning up, just bounce that shit out and send her off and start duplicating it. Well, you know what? If we ever get um, Jeffrey Workman, who was the chief engineer, if he's still alive, on the show, or Robert John Etchells, who was assistant engineer, maybe we'll just ask one of those two. Let's; those would be the guys to ask. And it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't appear uh, as engineers on any future Queen albums. But <laughs> yeah, it's but it's 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 a, it's a nice little nice little baseline, though. Good good point. It, that at the end of the day, though, too, would be the producers' quote unquote fault, right? Because they've got they've got to be listening to the final. Mix before it goes, but even before it goes for mastering, you would do a a listen through, right, and sort of a quality control check. And I, I would say so, but as as I've said before, there's so many different types of producers. Yeah, there's producers that are in the studio every day, looking over every single element, and then there are producers who phone in once every two weeks and ask how the album's going. So, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? If only you could see just what you do oh, And I promise I won't stop this every 10 seconds, but there's one other thing about this song where those harmonies, that's all Freddie. So there's no Rods, no Brian on that. And it does, like we've said this before, when those three are singing, 
it just sounds completely unique and it sounds like Queen where that definitely sounds a little bit different. Does, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely I was actually just gonna I was thinking as you stopped at how how cool those harmonies were. Oh yeah. You tripped me up jealousy. You brought me down. You bring me sorrow. You cast me play. Jealousy. When will you let go? Got a hold of my possessive mind. Turn me into a jealous kind. So do you have the lyrics up, Randy? I sure do. What do you think of the lyrics in this one? Because we had a bit of a cheese fest last week. Um, and this is another, this is a ballad. Mm-hmm. It's introspective, mm-hmm. it I would say, right? It's Freddie sort of examining his, how jealousy mm-hmm. affects him. Like, what do you think of these ones? Yeah, I I, I I, think they're good. They're certainly better than we had last week. Um, You know, but they're not taking on any sort of world issues here, right? So this is yeah. just, uh, yeah, they're good. They seem heartfelt. You? Yeah, it's super hard to write sincere lyrics, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And not have them be, you know, again, schmaltzy and maudlin and everything else. But mm-hmm. it takes a deft hand to do. But I think this one definitely is on the right side of it. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, we've got a, we've got a, you know, forty-five-ish seconds to go. So I'll play some of it through. And if I, if I want to stop it again, God damn it, I will. Hey, you know what? You're the boss of the pod. I've just got to control of the player. That's all. <laughs> it's funny too because you can just hear that kick because that man it must be bleeding over from someone like the you know the the overheads of something right there's there's something it's kicking in from somewhere but it's it's not that full sound you'd expect yeah yeah it's you can hear the the sympathetic ringing of, of it yeah yeah so maybe that was you know maybe that's my excuse as a a naive I don't know, eight, nine, ten year old listening to this, where maybe I had a very good attenuated ear for, for drums, even at that early age, Randy, and I could just, I could pick it up. I'm rather certain that you never gave it even a second's thought. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even well, a it, microsecond. I mean, just, I mean, if you just think about it, if, if this is the way it was released and there was no kick drum there, you would just, just wouldn't question it. They just yeah. didn't put a kick drum in it. Oh, interesting choice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the sustain. But nice little case because he's going up on the, but John's going up on the really, mm-hmm. really, really high in the fretboard there to end it, right? It's kind of neat. And he's playing a fretless bass too, which always sounds nice. Yeah. Do you have it? Have you ever played fretless, Randy? Mm hmm. I have, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you ever play fretless. Well, I don't have one. Well, that'll be why then. Yeah. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is we are going to just listen to it through again and just let it play. And just give you another listen through and chance to make any sort of notes that you want to and stuff that you want to sort of comment on. And then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll talk about it some more. Yeah, that's just such a beautiful, beautiful piano part and great sound. Yeah, great intro. 
I just love that bass, that little subtle bass thing that he does at the end. It's super cool. Like just those little little bits of added value you put into a song, right? That are just super easy, super simple, but they add a lot. And and those those uh, those harmonies when Freddie kicks in with those, just it's just uh, it's it's Queen. It's like yeah. here's a little <laughs> shot of Queen, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, before we get into this too far, Randy, you know what we got to do, right? Because what mm-hmm. we said, well, what we, initially what we said we were going to do was go back and listen to the um, 2011 version. So we started listening to that, realized pretty much straight away that that's the version with the kick. Well, let's just listen to a little bit of it just so we can go back and listen to how it sounds. And I'll flick, I'll flick it forward a wee bit just so we can listen to a different section of it. Okay. you tripped me up, Now I'm curious. That, that that kick drum just sounds like it's just taking up a whole lot of space now. But <laughs> I know, hey. But uh, but I mean, it's so it's so should be there. Yeah, but it's it's also I wonder whether they recovered the kick drum or whether they just got Roger or you know sacrilege to say, but maybe just someone else to just go and play the kick, play the kick back in again. I, who, I don't know. I don't know if it's the original or whether whether they found the original. Yeah. Or whether they got Roger to come back in and do it, which would surprise me a little bit, but yeah. I mean, if it's when did they remaster it in 2011? 2011. So I mean, you could you could drop one it, in really, right? It could have been just a, a MIDI trigger or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 for that matter, let's just say it had been. Uh, they had lost it, and we were talking about some of the, some some of the overhead mics. If they had the overhead mics, they'd be able to trigger his exact. Yeah. His exact kick pattern from that, right? Just yeah. using some there's you know, it's not hard in, in, in Pro Tools and whatnot, but um yeah. Okay, well we've we've talked around this a little bit, but we'll get into we talk a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really what we've got to do, Randy, and this is the other thing we do, folks, if you're listening for the first time, is Randy and I vote on this. And the way we do this is we're gonna say whether this is one of the champions or whether this song bites the dust. So Randy, I'm gonna ask you first little tender little ballad um that's missing a kick drum is this one of the champions or does it bite the dust fucking hell i saw mr woods wavering a little bit there he he wasn't sure Uh, we'll talk about it okay kev (laughs) uh what about you does this uh is this a champion or does this one bite the dust a little bit easier for me I think it's just such an exceptional, again, an exceptional vocal. And we said this so often. It's an exceptional vocal from Freddie where it's funny because I, I don't always love a falsetto. So I don't know if you ever listened to a band called Muse, Randy. You, you know much about Muse? I'm familiar with Muse, of course. Yeah, so big rock band. Um, I don't know the lead singer's name. can't remember his name. But he sings every time he gets up into the upper register, it's always falsetto, which... To me, mm-hmm. I want a rock singer playing when 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 you know everything's going balls out. I kind of want you to be belting and sort of giving me some attitude on vocal. When it's only falsetto, it's not great. But I think when Freddie sings falsetto, it's so rich and still has almost like he's got that little bit of a bass to his even to his falsetto that it just sounds fantastic. I think he might be my favorite falsetto vocalist. Maybe Sting I'd throw in there as another one who's brilliant at it. But Freddie's so good on it. And then again, you know, the, the stuff that Deaky's doing on the bass in this song is brilliant. Just beautiful. It's a very nice, 
Very nice bass playing. I don't even really miss Roger's kick drum, to be honest with you. No, I know. And like I said, when we did listen to it with, with the kick drum in, it's like, holy fuck. Well, did you guys have to turn it up so loud? I mean, holy shit. Very <laughs> just to, just to emphasize the point that it wasn't there before. Yeah, though. very kick drum forward mix, boys. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, I mean, I did vote it a champion, but but I would I would have to say that it's probably sort of, you know, sort of just... Okay. Maybe, maybe even a little bit more than, than, than just, I, I, I think the, I, lo- I love the piano intro. Uh, I, I do, I do like the lyrics. I, I'm not really a, a super duper, super duper fan of the, of Brian's guitar. It's not like, right. Yeah. It sounds like a sitar and it, and it does sound kind of cool. And when I, when I heard it first, I'm like, Oh, Hey, this is kind of cool. But as it's kind of goes on, it's just like, I don't know. Is that, I'm not sure if that was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's that. I, I I actually gotta be you know, and this has nothing to do with the song, but I just absolutely think it's 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 absolutely hilarious that they released this <laughs> without a kick drum and that didn't like so nobody caught that. No I, one I, caught I, that. I it's actually crazy. can't believe that a band at that level at that time and, and you know, it's not like it's a spelling mistake on the jacket of the album. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The fucking it's kick drum isn't kick there. Drum. <laughs> it's simply not there. Um, and I mean, Queen but, was huge. This is coming off the back of, you know, the album before this is News of the World. And that's where we were, we're the champions. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, very big kick drum on, the, on those two songs. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, so I, you always wonder whether... You know, one of the engineers. They're, they're, I mean, because you know, you, you're doing this to a deadline, and it's got to go off for mixing and mastering. The promo's already arranged, everything's scheduled. It's got to be released by this date. So, so I have this image of someone going, oh, "Fuck, guys, the, the fucking kick drum. I can't find the kick drum." And just someone just saying, yeah. "You know what? Send it out. We'll, we'll, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right?" So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think as we've said countless times, and I, I suspect we will say countless times again, Freddie really is what he's, what's he's, what saves a lot of queen material. A lot of times yeah. for, for, for me. Uh, and I, and I guess, and I guess maybe, maybe I'm being, maybe I'm being too hard on it. it, it I guess it's just a, it's just a nice little, a nice little ballad. Yeah. Uh, you know, inward looking at, at inward looking about, about how you handle jealousy and how, how, what kind of a person you are when you're in love. And that's kind of what is examining, uh, and so I really love that aspect of it. Uh, I guess I guess that that would be my only my only serious complaint is just just a, a tad a tad schmaltzy, right? But not but not too much. So it's it's a champion. It's just not it's just not like a you know you know a tie your mother down champion or a, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, like you pointed out to you, you know, it's coming in between. So it's on side one. Yeah. Album opens with Mustafa, which is this big weird. Middle Eastern infused sort of bombastic thing goes into yeah. Fat Bottom Girls, and after that, to bring you back down a little bit with jealousy does actually. When you listen to the album, it does work well. Like the sequencing mm-hmm. of it works, I think, really quite well. And I always like this song because it is one of the better ballads that Queen did generally. I think you know it's probably in the top, I don't know, top five, top six ballads because they didn't do a ton of them, and no. quite often they got them wrong. Like quite often they were schmaltzy and a bit like, oh dear me, you know. Um, yeah. But this one I think does work, and a lot of it too is underpinned by that. It's, it's a great piano line, yeah. Um, and again, and it's it's in a grand, you know. And a grand piano sounds like a grand piano. It doesn't sound, it, you know. And you can sequence these now. You can get MIDI things, but grand piano, a real grand piano, just sounds really fucking good when it's played well. So, 
Randy's shaking his head because he's the producer. He knows I'm talking shit, and he could make it sound like that with uh, Pro Tools. So I get it. I get it. Well, I, I was just gonna. If if you really would like me to comment, I could comment because <laughs> you, you like like the 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 soft synths that you know. Yeah. That a good a good studio would would have access to would be actual recordings of an actual grand. Yeah. So you should be able to get it. But I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. It's it's a it's a very analog take take of him. Uh, what year was this? Uh, seventy seven. Oh, okay, sure. so definitely yes. recorded to actual analog tape. Oh, seventy eight. Sorry, seventy eight. Yeah. So there wasn't any. There's no MIDI buffoonery and uh, no, studio no, no, trickery no. here. It's just Freddie playing it, and and you know, you know, the more I'm talking about it, the more I, I'm finding myself, you know, less apprehensive about my about my my upvotes. So good. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Freddie famously used to just basically, I think, like him and. He would have Roger in his ear, his ears, so just to, to keep time to things. So there's definitely no click. But they never played to clicks, right? Like the Queen didn't do that back then. So that's Freddie playing, just having very good meter and being able to keep time properly and and lay that track down. And so Freddie yeah. and Roger would do the do the the, the best thing, <laughs> and there would have been the kick drum to keep time a little bit easier. Um, but again, that's that sort of thing where it's Freddie being. I always hate using the word underrated because you know he's not fucking he's not a shredder, but a very good. Rhythm piano. Let me say that he's a great rhythm piano player, right? Like he keeps a very good, picks very interesting lines in his in his chords and all those kinds of things. So, so I just think yeah. it works well. And, and like I said, you know, with Deke's bass and and yeah, Brian's guitar. I mean, I think maybe maybe even just an acoustic would have sounded cool on that, eh? Rather than just a straight acoustic would have sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, he's obviously going for the sitar sound, and 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 mm-hmm. and you know that and that's fine too. But I just I just don't know that was the right, maybe just not quite the right choice. All the licks yeah. he played and all the like the part I like. Yeah, uh, you're right. Maybe it'd have been nice on a, on a nylon, you know, like a classical, yeah. or, or something. Uh, you know what, though, Kev, and I, I and you could be 100 percent right on this, but I would I would be curious. Like a metronome or a click track is not something that's exclusive to to this day and age. Oh no, I know. Are you are you certain that they didn't play to to a um, click of some kind? I, I there's something, and maybe I'll throw this out to the 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 Twitterverse and the the real hardcore fans. There's something in my brain that says, like, back in the 70s that I don't think Freddie ever used to play to a click. I'm pretty sure him and Roger would rehearse and they would know the parts, and then they'd basically just play together. And that would be sort of, I think sometimes Roger's That'd track guy. would maybe be the scratch track, but Freddie would do his pianos, like in, you know, one, two takes, whatever, three takes. But I think he used to just play them live. I don't think that there was any, I, I just, there's something in my brain telling me that that's right, but I don't mm. know. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I, that'd be interesting to know because, uh, before the days of a uh, uh, computer-based recording, where you could just put up a pull up a MIDI click track and have it click in your face, yeah, uh, you could just record. You could just record a metronome and put it on yes. the track, and then yeah. you just play to that. And yeah, I, I, I'm old enough to have done that, so I'm well aware <laughs> of, of the fact that it can be done. And so I would, you know, I, 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 I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Okay. So, so I, I would be, not, it'd be, it'd be great if anybody actually knew the fucking answer. I'd like to know. But one another thing you could do is one of us could throw this into Pro Tools or Reaper or something, and yeah, you know, figure yeah. out what BPMs and line up and see yeah. how close it is. Because usually, grid. yeah, over the course of three minutes, unless you're an absolute, just a total beast, you're going to be off a wee bit one way or another, right? So, yeah, the other thing too is even sometimes with all the uh, 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 dithering up and down, and sometimes even if it's played to a click, it be hard to line them up sometimes too. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right though. You're right. It could you're right. It could actually you're right. It could be easily tossed into Pro Tools or whatever. And 
and sorted, but whatever. I don't care that much. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I do like how you've talked yourself around a little bit, though, because I think that it's one of those things, too, when you, okay, what are the negatives of this song? Okay, is it a little bit cheesy? Okay, maybe a little bit, but I think it's one of Freddie's stronger lyrics in this vein. Mm-hmm. Is the guitar sound the right choice? I, I agree, maybe not. And I think that it gets, Brian's guitar does get a wee bit repetitive. And I know I know it's a refrain. I know it's there to sort of anchor the song and bring you back to that that little lick. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I, now, now that we sort of, you said that, I was like, yeah, I think it might sound better just on a, on a, like a classical guitar or, or something just a, just a little bit different because it's mm. a bit reedy, it's just a wee bit reedy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't want, I don't want to agree with you too much, but you know, I got to credit where it's due. I think you raised a good point there, Mister Woods. Oh, hey, hey, thanks, buddy. Wow, <laughs> rare praise for Mister Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't don't get used to it. You know, I'll be back to calling no. you a dickhead momentarily. Hey, if you want to make it in show business, you got to have a big head. Hey, Randy, a famous man once said, that's why it's called show business. It ain't called show fun. That's right. (laughs) And that guy was not very smart. (laughs) But he is sitting on the other end of my Zoom call. So, you know, I'll give him the props where it's still again. I'll give him credit where it's due. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, we've we've, we've done quite a bit here. We've we've talked about Queen. We've, We've given the people what they need. I've got to be honest with you. I've got to be honest with you, Kev. I really think we talked the fucking hell out of this one. It's going to be a long episode for a fairly short song. Yeah. I I really, we've like, you know, we've analyzed, we've dissected, we've pontificated, (laughs) we've, you know, I think, I think think we should let these people go to bed. I I mean, we say that every week and every now and again, I threaten to keep them up. I think maybe we should, one of these days, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you another 20 minutes. You know, so, we, we, so that, <laughs> you know what we should do sometimes? Do a double episode. <laughs> Go straight just into right, the next one. Like right now, we just fire up the next one. All right, folks, strap in. Yeah, we we'll, should we'll, we'll spin the wheel again. Fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. We're not going to do the song. But I don't know where it lives. Yeah, we're not going to do the song right now. <laughs> <laughs> but one day, Randy, one day. Now, I should mention, when we're talking about double episodes, potentially, and I sort of think I talked to my friend Corey about this, We, I think we are on for potentially doing a, um, a hybrid crossover type of uh, episode with the boys over at um, And The Podcast Will Rock to do some Starfleet, talk Starfleet again, because obviously there is our friend Brian May and their friend Edward Van Halen. And so I think mm-hmm. that'd be kind of a cool thing to do. So maybe, maybe that's something we'll do. There you go. Can't remember if we talked about this before. We did. Oh, we did it on the podcast? I thought so. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, I'm just repeating myself now. So it's definitely now that the old now that old man Brown has started repeating himself, I think it's this point of the night where he needs to, you know, be given some oval team and uh, packed off to bed safely and securely. That's right. All right. Well I think, I think you should. You've you've had enough. You've said enough, mister. So there's only one thing left for us to do, I think, Randy, before we wrap things up. Uh, so we've got to guess what we think the poll's going to do on this one. This one I'm really not sure about um, because I don't know where most people land on this one. It's not a song I think... I don't hear this being spoken about lots. I don't hear a lot of people championing it when they're talking about this on the Twitters and on the Facebooks. So I'm not too sure about this one. So I'll go first go, this time. because You want to go first? Okay. okay. I'll go first because you went first last time. I think I'll say... I think I'll go 
in favor. Okay. I'll do... I'm going to look into my little queen crystal ball. Mm. I'm going to say uh, 60-40 in favor. We're going low. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is going to grab every queen fan. Yeah. But it, but mean, it, but it might. It might. I I you know I I could be I could be low. I could be low. You know, and I, right. we, we do have we do have a, a reasonable number of malcontents and yes. and miserable people. Yeah, uh, who do, do, do tweet on a um, so, uh, so of you know, miserable people listening miserable to a couple people. of jackasses fucking talk about Queen. <laughs> so who knows? So yeah, we got so we got seventy thirty for me, sixty forty for you, and we'll I guess we'll find it next week. I mean, you got it aced it this time. You got it aced it this week. I did absolutely just nailed it and nailed on, and good for you. And do I get a prize? Like, is there something coming in the you, mail, or what's happening? Do get a prize. Um, Ooh. if you look outside your door right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking. Uh, if you look at your window, you'll notice there's someone there tapping. It's bloody Greta Garbo, <laughs> <laughs> which I think someone referenced earlier in the in, in a different episode. But I thought I'd do I'll do my Peter Cook voice. <laughs> tap tap tap. Oh, for goodness' sake, Greta, would you leave it alone? <laughs> All right. Well, I think with that, we should just uh, sign off, Kev. What, what do you say? Uh, uh, I think, you know, from Seaside Pod of you, we should say goodnight. Jealousy. Yep. It's a real thing. We've all felt it, and Freddie has sung about it. Quite nicely, I might add. If I was to title this episode, I'd call it To Fall in Love Was My First Mistake. Or possibly, Where's the Fucking Kick Drum? So... We genuinely appreciate your engagement. You can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. If you get some time, check out our good friends at the Deep Dive Podcast Network. We will be back with you next week to chat about Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. Give us a kiss, Kevin. Seaside Pod Review. Bloody Greta Garbo. <laughs>